Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Every time I think about the Cavs doing something really exceptional and making an Eastern Conference run, I'm going to enjoy it no matter what. I, I, I continue to think back to that Hawks team. Now... The difference is that Hawks team in the bubble, one, it was in the bubble. Two, uh, they had kind of capped themselves by uh, signing like veterans who are good players but not great. Uh, That almost the exact same team three years later is the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference. So that's like my concern with the Cavs is I want their development over the next couple years, it's probably best for them if it is a sequential thing, meaning all right, this year you win a playoff series and next year you get a little bit better. Evan Mobley takes another step. Maybe you add that three and now all of a sudden you get to the Eastern conference finals. And then maybe three years from now you've made that last piece and Mobley takes one more step and you're in the finals. I think that's, I, I, and it doesn't happen a lot in the NBA. I actually think the Cavs are set up to do that though. You think so? Yes, because I think they do have a flaw in the Death Star this year, which is their starting three spot. Mm-hmm. And it's not as if they make up for it with a great bench. Like Dean Wade's a nice player. Jetty's a nice player. Uh, they have a couple of nice bench players, but it I mean, they're just not getting the bench production that they had in previous years. Uh, sorry, last year, where, where they were able to play 8, 9, 10 deep. Because you traded the, de- the depth to get Donovan. But, like, so I think this year, I do think they're probably capped. Like, for them to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, I think you're going to have to avoid a, a, a crucial second-round matchup. You're probably going to have to get either the two or three seed, um, and then you would have to avoid playing Milwaukee or Philadelphia in the second round. Or, sorry, Milwaukee or Boston in the second round. So, and even then, we're going to look at it and be like, well, you had some good fortune because you didn't play one of the other top two teams in the mm-hmm. East. Or in Philly's case, the one of the three or four teams best in the East. But like I, I think what's fascinating about the Cavs is I absolutely think they could make an Eastern Conference Finals run this year if Darius and, and specifically Evan Mobley are ready. I don't know that they are. I don't know we'll know until we see him in the playoffs. So I don't know that they are, but I think they have that kind of ceiling this year. I also could see them being one and done in the playoffs. And I think when you look around, like, you're not going to say that about the Sixers. You're probably not – you're definitely not saying that against the Bucks or the Celtics. And I think I think that kind of – I don't want to say – this is not a negative thing, by the way. But it leaves me a little uneasy thinking about first-round matchups. Like, hypothetically, Dusty. Yeah. I'd, yeah, I'd like to probably avoid the heat in that first-round matchup. If you could get a Knicks or a Nets, I think they're two teams that have good regular season players, but I don't know any I don't know Julius Randle's a guy that's going to be the best player on a team that wins multiple um 
you know, multiple uh, series in in the mm-hmm. postseason. I think Jalen Brunson is just another version of Terry Rozier. Really, really good. Yeah. Really, really good regular season player. But if he's your second best player, you're probably going to lose. I feel the same way about the Nets. Like Mikel Bridges, really nice player. If he's your best player, did second best. Last night. What? Did nothing last night. Yeah, I think I I still think they're going to be good enough to make the playoffs. But I think it's going to be you're going to have some nights like you had last night. So I think felt good about that plus three at halftime. It was tied, and they lost by eighteen. Yeah, it was not good. There were a couple games that went that way where it was like where it looked like it was going the way of Vegas, and then or looking at whatever way you bet, and then bottom fell out. A lot of bad beats last night. Yeah, I had uh, the the I took the Nuggets live. They were down like fifteen points Mm -hmm. or twelve points or something like that. They came back and won. That's nice. That was nice. We call that the Chiefs. Yeah, but that was in a parlay with the Nets. Yeah, I, I got I got hit out by my parlays last night too. It was not good. Did Vegas do well last night? Yeah, it's a good night for Vegas. Um, how much different do you think the Cavs' ceiling is from their floor? How much different? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, how much higher is the ceiling? Then the floor? Well, or? yeah, like, you know, like, I think the Celtics. Okay, so, like, if you high want to, ceiling, you need to quantify floor. it by saying, like, what I think they're going, going to do this their year. Their highest high is and their lowest low. So, like, the highest I think they can get is is probably winning a couple series. Mm-hmm. So, Eastern Conference Finals. I think they could get there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they could win it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, the floor is, is them getting knocked out in the first round. Yeah. And I don't think it's – so – I, and I've I've heard uh, Lima talk about this, and I, I do understand. Like you know, he was on Katie and Kyrie being a first round matchup. What, what a nightmare that would have been, and he was right. Even in the wrong situation, if your team isn't ready, the Knicks could beat you. And again, that's a team you'd prefer to play. Yep. Um, I don't know about that Nets team, but like the Heat, I just I I won't feel safe. I won't really know the floor. Until we see them in that first round. Two one six five seven eight double O nine two. How much of a difference do you see between the Cavs ceiling this year and the floor? I think of all the true contenders. All the teams I think could end up being in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I think the Cavs are one of those teams. I think there's about four teams that could be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Maybe five. I think the Cavs have the biggest difference between their ceiling and the floor. Eric, welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? What's up, gentlemen? Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. I, I think I agree with Dustin. I think the the ceiling definitely is the uh, ECF, um, and I, I think the floor is probably like a second round because looking at this win streak in particular, um, they're playing to their strengths with with, with getting Jared and Moby's been getting like double doubles like crazy. And you think about it, Nick, they really already play you know playoff basketball because their pace is slow. You know what I mean? So they, they kind of like maximize their possessions. And what I like about this team, especially in the playoff setting, is that I think that really unlocks Rubio. And watching him start to get his legs is encouraging. And just his IQ, when it really matters, I think is going to really help this team. And that's why I say the ceiling is the Eastern Conference Final because we got a player in Rubio like that. And I, I think JB, gonna, he's going to eventually find some minutes for Kevin Love as he gets healthier here later on in the season. Um, and I think that's going to, you know, that Ricky glove punch on the bench. We have yet to see that like we did last year. And I think that's kind of like something that's in the making uh, after the All-Star break. So I, I agree with the Eastern Conference. 
and probably a second round, um, you know, about if they play, you know, Milwaukee in the second round, they get, you know, that two, three matchup. I think the Bucks would be tough them to beat in that second round. But if they stay in four, they possibly can get all the way to the conference finals. All right, Eric, we appreciate you, buddy. Good stuff. Um, hmm. I, I agree, and I, I think a lot of people have talked about how the Cavs are a good half-court offense, and that that's probably going to help them. I think their defense is what it is. And I think they're going to find a way, because of their switchability with their bigs, I think they're going to find a way that the defense is going to keep them in the game. But, and I, I, I think the things that scare me are the NBA playoffs, it's a different environment, but more importantly, like every night can be a blowout, mm-hmm, and every mm-hmm. night in the right series can be a, a two-point game with 30 seconds to go. And their offense late in games. I, I think that offense is going to work for the first 44 minutes of every playoff game. And then when things really tighten up in the final four minutes, I still don't know how it looks. Is it Donovan? Yeah, I, I is think it, that's fair. Is it Donovan just goes into hero ball and just goes well, into ISO mode? The problem is, like in the playoffs, like teams are going to play really tight defense. It's not going to be as easy to get to the rack as you typically can in the regular season. And I just don't know if this team, like, do they run? Are they a well-oiled machine on offense with with their their plays? Like, I don't know. I feel I, like I don't love it. I don't. Yeah, I don't feel great about it. And I think my thing is, and like, think back to some of the like the games that have played more playoff-style basketball. Think back to the two Memphis games. Well, the second Memphis game really wasn't because they they pulled away such by the yep. end. But that first playoff game, and, I, and again, maybe this has been cleared up. Maybe a lot of that is offensive hubris and and still learning to work together. And there is time if, if it is still learning to work together to kind of clear this up. But like, there just feels like, and you hit on something earlier that I think is really kind of prescient, which is it just feels like, all right, tonight's Donovan's night. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, well, today's Darius's night. All right, well, tonight it's going to be Donovan and Mobley, and then the next day it's going to be Donovan and Jarrett, or Darius and Jarrett, or Darius and Mobley. It doesn't feel like, from an offensive perspective, night in, night out, you're absolutely getting that that quantifiable thing offensively. Golden State, and again, I'm talking about the one of one. Golden State in the playoffs – even though that they have nights where they aren't great, you know what they're going to do and you know how they're going to operate and how they look late in games. Right. I don't know that about this Cavs team. And I, you know what scares me is I don't know they know. And I, I wonder... Oh, they're so young. Well, and, and, and it goes back to the pieces and fitting. This is where maybe a guy like Danny Green, who has had his struggles as a three-point shooter in the playoffs, like spacing and any amount of three-point shoot shooting you do get is going to be crucial well but how do you get good looks if you're a three-point shooter that can't get his own shot off well then that's about motion that's about system that's about setting things up well the Cavs half-court offense seems to be a lot of all right one of you're going to bring down the ball and you know maybe you set a pick maybe you set a screen whatever and then the action comes off that instead of guys moving around a lot yeah, I mean, there's there's so many questions with this team. I, I don't know. I mean, let's just get through the regular season here and see where we finish up. If the, Listen, if the Cavaliers finish with the three seed, 
I think I'm going to feel pretty good about going into the playoffs. Now I don't want to see. I don't want to see the Heat in the first round. That scares me to death. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's because they're just that coach has been there and, a million times, and they've got guys who've been there a million times. That team's been together long enough with Bam and Hero, and I mean, even though uh, Kyle Lowry is just not who he was even three years ago. Yep. He's he still can be a guy that can put it on you if you're not careful in the playoffs. Two one six five seven eight double oh nine two. What is the Cavs ceiling and what is their floor? So did you see that Melvin you know Melvin Gordon was on the Chiefs? Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I mean you wouldn't know it if you watch the Super Bowl. Well but I you, did you, know. you wouldn't know it if you watched the season. <laughs> That's true. He didn't play a single snap. Yeah. Some for some reason. When he got cut by the Broncos midseason, the Chiefs picked him up yep. and they put him on the roster mm-hmm. and he didn't play a snap this year. They're like the lost, uh, what was it, the, the, the broken toy? What's the, the uh, misfit toy island? Because it's at running back, it's like Ronald Jones, who was a bust as a running back. It's like, uh, I mean, Isaiah Pacheco is the only guy who's like low round guy. Yeah. Everybody else is like used to be somebody in the running back game. So Melvin Gordon got interviewed on the field after the game. He was there and is, you know, in street clothes, Chiefs gear. Mm-hmm. And they asked him about like, you know, getting a ring. And he's like, I didn't do bleep. He's like, I got carried, baby. I got carried. Uh-huh. He's loving apparently he's loving the benefits of winning a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. even though he didn't do anything. But I I respect the fact he's keeping it real. I mean, if you show up to work every day. And in the NFL, like I don't think people understand, it takes a lot of work to just be in the NFL. That like th- the amount of prep work that you do to not play. Yes. Like there's there should be very little difference in the amount of work a guy puts in to not play as to the guy that plays. Mm-hmm. So like I kind of get it. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, he's like, still pra- he still practiced. Yep. I mean, he still got the guys ready to go. Yep. Like, I felt the same way. Like, when I was in Philly, like, I was on the active roster for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And, I, and then I got bumped back to the practice squad. And that was the only team that I was on that made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so I'm on the practice squad for the for the wild card. We beat the Giants. We advance. And then we lost to the Saints in the next round. But, like, we were really close to making a run. That was the, with Jeff Garcia. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself the whole time, I'm like, man, it, what, if, what if we win a Super Bowl? I might get a ring. Mm-hmm. And I would have gladly accepted it. Yeah, is that busting my ass? Yeah, not just uh, like I think it's I think people really easily dismiss if you're not Pat Mahomes. Dude, the impact. it's so hard. Number one, just to be on a roster, an active roster, even a practice squad, and hell, the practice squad now is way bigger than it was. It was only eight guys back when I played. Not just that, you're guaranteed nothing. No, like look at how Derek Carr has been treated. Derek Carr was the only thing keeping the Raiders buoyant for nine years. And they went through countless head coaches. Last year, he had them in the playoffs with Rich Bisaccia in the playoffs. And mind you, this is after their head coach was fired early in the season after a public messy scandal that should have completely tanked the season. And Derek Carr had them in the playoffs. And their thank you for that was was not hiring Rich Bisacci as the head coach, hiring Josh McDaniels, who then 15 games in this year benched Derek Carr. And and listen, all due respect to Josh. Josh has earned another chance in the NFL. All right? This is not, this is not intended at Josh. It is to show there is no loyalty in the NFL. 
if Derek Carr doesn't have an organization treat him with any modicum of loyalty, I'm, oh, and by the way, not just that, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, and I don't care what people think about conspiracy theorist Aaron Rodgers or the fact that he's a bit of a knob, who cares? The guy is one of the five best quarterbacks the last 30 years. Yep. He is an elite Hall of Famer and, by the way, still has immense value as a NFL quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I listen, if you said to me, hey, next year Aaron Rodgers is going to be on, let's say, Las Vegas, because mm-hmm. they're the favorite thing to land him, right? Yeah. If he doesn't end up in Green Bay. Or, or the Jets. Bay. I think the Jets are also. Okay, either yeah. one, right? I mean, the Jets are, they've got a pretty good roster. If Aaron Rodgers went to the Jets, you tell me they couldn't win the AFC East? Yep. They could? Yep. I would love to see that battle between him and Tua and Josh Allen. I think the only part that doesn't work about that is Aaron Rodgers in the AFC East. Or sorry, no, Aaron Rodgers in New York. Um, Well, Brett Favre worked there. Well, okay, uh, but sort I, of. I kind of look like it. I kind of look at it like, um, like Kyrie in New York. I think Kyrie is a guy who works better in a market where, and whether it's a small market or just a, a market where they just don't pay as much attention to what people say. Mm-hmm. Like in Dallas, Luca is a great player. They don't pay attention to Luca on a nightly basis the way you do. If he were in L.A. or if he were in New York or if he was in Miami. Yeah, same with, with Nicole Jokic. Yes, there's just a that's a great point. So Kyrie in a market where they don't talk as much about you because you're in one of those markets, it's better for him because well, he can't he, he doesn't have thick skin. So he can't deal with yes. the criticism from the media. And if he says something stupid down in Dallas, it's going to not it's not going to have the legs it had when he was in New York. Yep. A hundred percent. And, but I feel the same way about Rodgers. He has been insulated in a small town. I think Vegas makes sense because Vegas, even though it's Vegas is kind of a big town, it's a transient city, and they don't get covered the way the New York teams or Los Angeles teams get covered. So I think it would make some sense there. Yeah. Um, now he's going into a division with Patrick Mahomes. And the same thing for the Jets. He'd be going to a division with Josh Allen. I'd rather go I, in a division I mean, with just Josh Allen than Mahomes and Herbert. If I'm and Ro- Russ, dude, if I'm Rodgers, you run the NFC North. Who who's your biggest threat? Kirk Cousins? Well, the the weird thing about this now is that it seems like Green Bay wants to move on more than Aaron Rodgers wants to move on. Well, they, there was some stuff that came out. What yesterday you, you showed me where they were t- making comments about like. Or someone made some comments from a source that said, you know, yeah, you know, we want to do what Rogers wants, but if he does want to leave, we'll accommodate. Yep. Well, and like there are people, there are NFL executives, and I don't put a lot of word into this because it was Peter King's uh, FMIA, where apparently one executive was like, well, I'm sure Aaron is, Aaron's supposed to be a good guy, but I don't know if he's worth all the trouble. And I'm like, what the hell? Are you talking about? We got organizations out here putting out the 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 Cougar Hunter Zach Wilson and propping his dumb ass up. We got other organizations out here propping up. I mean, just jabroni quarterbacks. New Orleans was just selling people on year was it year three of Jameis Winston, who is Jameis Winston. He's he's an adequate starting quarterback, but I'll take Aaron Rodgers in a heartbeat. Over Jameis Winston. Not just that. Look at some of the quarterbacks. 
I mean, uh, I mentioned Zach Wilson. I, you know what? I'll go even further. I'll take Aaron Rodgers over Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi. But it, what it is is I, there's so much, and I was thinking about this this morning, there's so much groupthink mm -hmm. in the NFL circles that people say things when it's convenient to say it. Nobody a year ago would have said that about Aaron Rodgers. And let's be honest, we're saying it about Aaron Rodgers because he's a pain in the ass. Yes. That's the only reason you're saying it. So you say it because you can say it without getting hammered now because the appearance is he had a down year. That down year is still better than all but about eight quarterbacks in the NFL. And the same thing happened with Derek Carr. Why did the Raiders get rid of Derek Carr? Why did they cast him overside? Why did it's because he was the expendable piece. Yeah. You couldn't fire McDaniels again. He's got his GM in the building, so you couldn't run you couldn't fire Mike Mayock again. But organizations do this time after time. It it, it competes to this quarterback carousel churn that happens. And it's all about what you can sell to to just dudes in, in, in the NFL. So like, and I, and I actually, I thought their conversation was great today. Ken and Anthony had a great conversation about going all in and, 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 you know, we, we got into that a little bit earlier today, but like part of that conversation was, well, but are they doing this because it's best for the Browns? And I think Lima's point was, are they doing this? Cause it's CYA. The whole NFL is CYA. Unless you were one of the five truly elite teams in the NFL, everybody is about what can you explain to the rest of the league? Because when you deviate out of that, what happens? If you deviate out of that and you fail, you're Hugh Jackson. You don't want to be Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson, and listen, I have my qualms with Hugh. And I have, I have some very strong opinions on him. Hugh Jackson went from being the most popular head coaching candidate in an offseason. Two and a half years ago, or two and a half years later, the guy can't get a offensive coordinator job in the NFL. He's coaching Grambling, right? Yes. And and by the way, that's a prestigious job. But if you ask you, would you rather be coaching Grambling or would you rather be somebody's offensive coordinator? I bet you Hugh would take that NFL lifestyle and that NFL, NFL paycheck. I think you're right about that. But that's... But, but Hugh, and by the way... It's a miracle Sashi got another job. <laughs> right. But but Sashi at least is Sashi is a he's a, he's a lawyer now. He replaced Dick Cass. Dick Cass was not making football decisions in Baltimore. But neither one of those guys, because of how bad the tanking went down. Mm -hmm. Good God, John Dorsey. John Dorsey should be an NFL GM. Because of Freddie 100%. Kitchens. Because of Freddie Kitchens, he'll never be a GM again. Because that hire was so bad, it was so outside of the box and ill-advised, that a guy who has that track record as a yep. GM, the guy that drafted... Here's the thing. John Dorsey drafted Patrick Mahomes, and Brett Veach gets all the credit. He drafted Mahomes. He drafted Kareem Hunt. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.